Boom, and we're live. So, this is the Cowboy Up Podcast. And before I get into this, if you guys want to check out Mouthy Cowboy Clothing and uh, Lippy Cowgirl Clothing, you can find them on Instagram, at Mouthy Cowboy. Go to their website and get uh, 10% off every time you uh, you buy something. Obviously, you have to buy something to get something, a percentage off. So, of course, you have to go to their website. And every time you go to their website, which you can find on their Instagram, you need to go follow their Instagram first. How about that? Go to Instagram right now. Pause this motherfucking podcast. Go to at MouthyCowboy.com. Uh, oh, sorry. At MouthyCowboy on Instagram. Click on their link after you follow them and then go buy something. I don't care what it is. They're a badass. Uh, high-vis hats. They're on high-vis caps. Uh that say Mouthy Cowboy on them. Their shirts. I love their shirts. I'm wearing their shirt right now during this motherfucking podcast because I love the design. I love what they're about. So, um, yeah. And whenever you buy something, uh, type in promo code CowboyUp. Get 10% off. There you go. You're welcome. Also, go check out uh, Stay Fake Clothing. Uh, it's, it's ran by this crazy Aussie of uh, Christopher James. He's a cool motherfucker. I've talked about him almost every time um, for the last few times I've done a podcast. And uh, I'm really, really, really like, I don't even know. I don't even know the right word. I guess you could say uh, impressed with how, what kind of vibe he puts out. You know, stay fake is an interesting thing. You know, it's it's uh, those for those people that, you know. I mean, not, not that if you wear his brand, that doesn't mean you're fake. But, you know, it kind of puts the same vibe out there for everybody else, for those snakes. So, um, yeah, go look up his videos on, on his Facebook. Um, go look up on Instagram at Stay Fit Clothing. And go check their, uh, check out his, uh, his brand out because I really like his brand also. So, um, yeah, go check out those two. Let's get this started. We're getting into... Uh, we're getting into Supercross and MMA, especially Supercross, because we're at the end of the season. We only got two rounds left, and I'm really excited about it. We took a took a week off Supercross, so it was a great time to get a birthday trip in. And we got some MMA stuff that I can cover and some stuff coming up, so uh, I'm really excited about it. This weekend, I had a birthday trip going to Washougal, or... Uh, Rush Perry Battleground area, super south southern Washington. Might as well be in Oregon. So we had a great time. Me and uh, my best friend Jordan been on the podcast multiple fucking times. Me and him went on a little birthday trip. First off, I want to say <sighs> sorry. It's been a minute, and sorry about the little audio issue I had. If you listened to the last podcast, that me. Taylor and Chase was in uh, doing the Supercross Supercast. I noticed that one microphone was working and not the other one. So I think it was Taylor that sounded very, uh, very kind of distant. And maybe even this one. I think the audio is getting better with this microphone uh, and not crazy loud. A little bit better quality. Hopefully. Anyways, I apologize for the last podcast. If you listened, if you did, thank you. If not, and you listen to this one, thank you for listening to this one. Go check out 
maybe the one before the Supercast because <laughs> Supercast audio wasn't that great. It was fun for sure. It was a it was a different kind of thing because you got two people with me that don't really follow the sport too hard, so I had to do more teaching than anything. So, which is fine as long as you know we're having fun, which we did. Um, I just know that I need to get more people that are involved in the sport, just kind of like with the uh, the um, the MMA convergences, the fight convergences that we have. Um, I need to get, you know, my buddy Skylar Jones is coming in hopefully soon to do that. And we can go back and forth all fucking day when it comes to MMA shit. And I just need to do the same with uh, Supercross. You know, hopefully in the outdoor season, I'll get a little break in between Supercross and outdoors. And I kind of do some research, kind of try and um, holler at some friends, some moto friends, you know, to come and do um, some... uh, Maybe an outdoors season. Maybe we'll get more into that. Maybe we'll do like an like an outdoors outcast kind of thing. I don't fucking know. We'll come up with a cool name. Or a weird name. Whichever one you want. But yeah. Thank you for listening to the last podcast we did. And I apologize. At the same time. So. Anyways. Going back to the weekend. Me and Jordan. Uh, loaded bikes on Friday, I believe. Yeah, loaded bike Friday. Took the day off on Friday. Little vacation, even though it was only one day away from work. That's all I can really afford. Uh, so, me and him took the day off on Friday. Uh, kind of got a late start. No, sorry, loaded the bikes on Thursday night. And then left Friday. He took a minute to, uh, kind of get to me on Friday morning, so I think we left here up in Lake Stevens, Monroe area, to get out of here about 11.30, yeah, because I had to wait for him, get his stuff together, get my check, because he forgot my damn check at the office where we work, had to do that, get my check, come back, meet him, and then I'm, I think we... We left off after that. We left. Um, since we left late, I knew we were going to run into some traffic. So basically, uh, my grandma told me to take Highway 18 um, out of Duval, Monroe area. And then basically take Highway 167. Didn't really take Highway 167. Took Highway 161 instead. And so we basically took the back roads of highways. And that was interesting. It took way too fucking long. Good news, no traffic. Bad news, took way too fucking long. Good news, didn't run in any traffic jams or no construction. Bad news, it took way too fucking long. Okay? So, basically, in a minute... So basically, we got, we took a six-hour drive that should have took three hours, three and a half hours max, but we had a good time. We took the scenic route, obviously. I mean, you never know. It could have took fucking five hours. We took I-5 or 405 or whatever the fuck we would have taken, but we had a good time, jammed out some music, had some good laughs. Um, so a lot of cows, 
saw a lot of ranches that had no cattle on them. It was very weird. I was like, hang on. What kind of ranch is this? If it's a weed ranch, I'm down. But if you don't have no cattle and you call it a ranch and you don't have no weed, I'm not down with that. Don't call yourself a ranch unless you ain't got no cattle. Just saying. For all you uncattled ranches out there. Anyway, saw a lot of saw a lot of cows, saw a lot of cool uh, lakes and, and rivers on the way there, on the way to Battleground where my great-grandpa lives. And uh, we finally get to Battleground. Had to pick up some chicken and some potato salad because my great-grandpa wanted that for dinner. So we grabbed that. Ended up at great-grandpa's probably around 6 I think about six, yeah. Got there, fed him some dinner, showed Jordan around, showed him the, uh, the shop. My sh- in my grandpa's shop, all he has is, you know, it's a huge shop. It could be a two-story shop, but it's a, uh, he has a Lincoln in there, super nice Lincoln. has like maybe 20, 30,000 miles on it. Super nice, nothing really crazy cool in the shop except just a bunch of little shit. And then... Um, bunch of saws and drill presses and then um showed him my the hunting uh ford hunting truck that we take every time we go hunting and uh the boat and then we took him back out in the back end of the property where the huge field is saw the horses and then showed him the shop where i smoke weed because usually when i'm at grandpa's i'm smoking weed because i'm doing labor work <laughs> so I'm going to be sore for a couple of days but we went to grandpa's for a totally different reason we didn't do any hard work besides to load a fucking uh, a saw in my dad's truck on Sunday so um went there to go to Washougal spent the night at grandpa's and then left early ish on Saturday morning left around 10 and um, had breakfast. Had a great breakfast at Sherry's. Seems like every time I go to fucking Grandpa's, I'm going to Sherry's for breakfast. Will not complain, though. Bomb-ass breakfast. And, uh, you know, did that. Got snacks at Walmart. Got, you know, Gatorade, water. All the essentials for Washougal. Started heading to Washougal. Also more back roads. So I feel like I've driven 500 miles of back roads at this point. Did some back roads. Washougal. I know there were back roads because obviously one lane roads and the highway we took last time for to watch the outdoor um, race, the pro outdoor race. We took our motherfucking highway. So I don't know what the fuck up was the fuck up with Siri this weekend, but she was like, you taking back roads. All fucking weekend. So I took back roads to Washougal. We were about to uh, hop in to the entrance. And I'm like, dude, do we have any fucking fuel? Like, do the bikes have... I know, because we already discussed that we didn't have a gas can. Because Jordan said he was going to bring one. Didn't bring one. So, forgot about the gas can. At Walmart, but... Ended up at Washougal right before we are about to pull on the, on the entrance road into the park. I was like, dude, 
gas. So my 450 that I borrowed from a buddy, Jordan's buddy, was topped off. His had about half a tank. So I was like, fuck, dude. Uh, okay. And so he was like, fuck it, let's just go. And I was like, all right. So we pulled in to Washougal. And it started raining on us. And not like a heavy rain, but not a sprinkle either. It was like, ah, shit. Like, this is going to be a wet day. So we got all settled in, signed up for practice, went back, got our gear ready. Heard the announcer say, big bikes rolling in five minutes. Right after we got all of our gear on. So it was a pretty, pretty perfect. We looked at the track actually before after we signed up for practice. And we were like, oh shit. Like it is a snotty mess out here. <laughs> it is so fucking messy. It there was uh, there was no one was clearing a triple. No one was really going crazy fast unless you were like straight up pro. You know, so um it was um it was interesting. I was a little scared, not going to lie. I haven't been on the bike in forever. On a big bike, like a 250 or bigger, I haven't been on in like a year and a half. Easy. So, <sighs> Jordan's had a little bit more bike time in the last year, but he also has never been on a track before, especially on a, like a legit track like Washougal. So, um, it, was, it was fun. First moto, got out there. I stayed with him about a half a lap. I noticed that he got up, you know, around the corners, some jumps. It was super fucking hard to get the bike, you know, keep the bike stable and under control. But I was like, horsepower hill is going to be the most, probably one of the most hardest things to do. So once he got up horsepower hill, I gave him the, you know, the, the hand up in the fist pump, like, all right, cool. And then so I bombed down horsepower hill, did the whole, you know, S turn, the snake turn, and then the double and then go up, you know, this, this, um, this, it's like a wall jump, but it's more of like a hill jump, but you don't want to jump it unless you're really, it's, unless it's really dry. Because once you get down the hill, it starts, you know, it's a sand section. And that sand section is shitty because it's all sand and mud because it's been raining and it's been super nasty. So... It was a struggle until about noon. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It was wet. It was muddy. There was huge ruts. <sighs> we were unconditioned. Our forearms were burning. It was really rough. And then about 1 o'clock, they split up practices. So you got the little bikes, you know, the 65, 50s, 85s going after it. And then they, and then you have the big bikes. Well, they split up the big bikes between slow and pro and intermediate riders. Which so you have three sections of practice, which is great because we're slow today. Like I've been riding and I've been racing since I was about five, seven, five to seven years old. I forgot the exact age I was, but around five to six years old. I've been around dirt bikes for a long time, but, you know, obviously being off for so long, not conditioned, how slow. And then Jordan, being a trail guy, he's going to be slow. Like, I don't even know if he cleared a jump. I'm not going to lie. He did great. 100% did great. Did way better than I thought he would, to be honest. Like, 
it's a tough track, especially on this day. Like, it was a tough fucking track. So I got in the slow, I did the first slow practice when they broke it up. And I could hang, obviously, with slow guys, because there's some fast motherfuckers in the slow class. I don't know what kind of guys think that they can just head into the slow class and just bomb past all the guys like me. But that wasn't cool. I don't know if you had to have a pro license or not to get into the motherfucking pro class, <laughs> but some guys should have been in the pro class. Anyways, I took the first slow practice, and then I was like, nice, this is going to be really good for Jordan. You know, he, he gets a break and gets to watch, you know, all my lines and gets to see, you know, what to do, what not to do. I do a slow practice. He watches me, gets a few pictures, a few videos, etc. Then we get back, wait for the uh, little guys to turn up. And then the guy on the, the announcer guy, he was like, hey, there's too many fucking people here. We're going to we're going to go back to our old system. So I was like, damn it. I should have let Jordan honestly take that slow practice. I didn't know he was going to do that, but damn it. You know, what are you going to do? Anyways, it wasn't good. The sun finally came out around 1231 o'clock. So it was like, thank the good Lord. Like it was starting to get a little dry before the sun came out, you know, just because everyone's bikes, you know, are, are packing all that mud, you know, moisture away at, with every practice. So it was starting to get good. But once the sun came out, it was great because it got dry real fucking quick. So I was super happy about that. It started getting dry. And I um, started rolling. And then my last moto was my best moto for sure. Like I, it was, it's 15 minute motos. And I did, you know, usually we would, you know, pull off every two or three laps and just give our forearms a rest. But my last moto, I was on a fucking roll. My muscles were finally warmed up and, you know, kind of got the rust and the cobwebs, you know, shaked off. And I was just on a roll after that, so... Once, once this, the track was dry and I got the track down and my muscles started working properly, I, my last moto, I was just falls to the wall. Yes, my last two laps, you know, up like horsepower hill or something, I was like just holding on and just ripping the throttle, letting my legs do most of the work because they were just dead. But besides that, I was clearing all the jumps for the most part, except like the last north, uh, west jumps, um, tried hitting the triple, but it was a good thing, I didn't really commit to it, just because I didn't really want to end the day on a crash, so, yeah, did that, and, uh, yeah, last moto was the best moto, and had a great time, and, it was a great weekend, you know, fucking wrapped, you know, to make a long story short, wrapped it all up, washed the bikes, pressure washed them the next morning, headed out, took I-5 and a couple little, a couple little side highways to get to 405, I believe, up until we hit Duval. And yeah, it was a good work weekend. It was my birthday trip weekend. Went took a birthday trip out there, so really happy I did it. Really happy I went with my best friend. We 
because, you know, I don't know. What's going on, right? Need me some dirt bike love. I need to get that itch out of here because obviously I've been off for a really long time and I've been, oh, I felt like I've been wanting to steal a fucking bike out of the dealership at some point. Like, it's been crazy. But yeah, fucking not really much went on before the weekend because I've been out for a little bit, like a little bit over a week, I believe. Yeah, I think. I think Saturday was a week. Yeah, nothing really crazy. Good work week. I mean, it was an okay work week. Everything like that. So, I don't know. But yeah, we got uh, we got to, we took a week off Supercross. At least the Monster Energy Series did. Uh, their last their last one was in Nashville. That was fun. Or no, the last one was in Denver. That's right. So I took. Oh, no, yeah, no, we did we did the Supercross in Denver, obviously, if you listened to the last one. We were in Denver, Tomac won, which is obviously insanely, amazingly great for him. Because hometown, etc. I explained it in the last podcast. Like, Ryan Villapoto, when he won his first, I mean, it wasn't Eli's first one, but when, he, when Ryan Villapoto won Seattle, it was his first pro, I think it was his rookie season, or his sophomore season. It had to be his rookie season. I believe if I if I'm thinking right. But it was obviously Seattle's towards the end of the season. So he was struggling, 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 and then Seattle came. And Eli said when he won Denver, it was one of the loudest races he's ever been at. When Ryan Villapoto won Seattle, that was one of the loudest experiences I've ever had in my life. Like it was it was crazy. It was fun. Everyone was loud as hell when, you know, that last lap. It was it was really awesome. So, I you know, I can take what Denver experienced as long as all those thousand other thousand people did back in, like, 2014. I can translate that towards the Denver people. I really can. So, proud of Eli. Proud of Denver. Shout out to Denver. Shout out to Eli. Proud of him. Now he's second in points. So hopefully he can, you know, hope, I mean, not hopefully because I, I, li- I would like it if Cooper won, but I'd also love it if Eli won the championship too. So maybe Eli can, can make it interesting in the next two rounds. But yeah, we were in Denver last, last week, and this week we took a week off, or they did, sorry. I don't know why I keep, I keep saying week. But Supercross took a week off, and now we're heading into New Jersey. Sun, New York, New Jersey, same, you know, east. We're going east. So what happened in Denver uh, or in Nashville, if, if you don't follow too hard, is that Austin Forkner was going on whoops. He kind of made a mistake, ended up crashing and hurting his, his left knee. So he, had a, he didn't even run that main event. And thank God his teammate Martin Davalos got his first win this year. And then I believe Sexton and Cooper got second and third or something like that um, in Nashville. And then uh, since they went to Denver, it was the West Coast. And then I believe, yeah, uh, Adam Cincerillo won Denver also. Yeah, I believe he did. That's right, because... um. 
He was fighting with um, what's that cat's name? Uh, Michael Moseman. Yep, Michael. Mo- he was fighting with Michael Moseman for like three or four laps, and then finally got him. And then I believe Dylan finished second, but I forgot. Anyways, we're heading into the East Coast this week now, going into New Jersey. So with Austin Forkner not finishing, or not even riding the main a couple weeks ago, we got Sexton in second in the championship, only three points away from Austin Forkner, which is super fucking tight. And then another four points back from Sexton is Cooper, which is fucking, that's, this is so tight. Like if Austin, like if Austin Forkner and Sexton crash out trying to battle each other in Vegas or in New Jersey, even let's just say the points stay. Let's say the point they they finish out one, two, three, with Austin being in first, Sexton second, and Cooper in third. So the points don't change. Let's say that crazy shit happens in New Jersey this week. And then they go to Vegas, and then Austin Forkner and Sexton are battling, and they crash out. And they end up in like 10th or in 11th or something. And then Cooper gets like a third or second even. Cooper could win the motherfucking championship. Like that's how tight it is. They could even probably finish in like fourth and fifth. And, and Cooper, if Cooper wins, you know, they he could win the championship. Like that's insane. Now who do I want winning the championship? Obviously Austin Forkner. He's a farm boy. I relate to him like a motherfucker. So I obviously want Austin to win. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind Sexton win either. I like, I like his style. He's I'm a shift guy, so. You know him looking good. It doesn't really matter. I want Austin Fortune to win 100, but I wouldn't mind it if either of these guys won. It doesn't matter what I think, but they're riding really fucking great. Austin Fortner was undefeated before he crashed out. You know. You know, he's riding like a champion. Deservingly should get this title. So hopefully he's healing up with these couple week of a uh, couple weeks of break with uh you know the West Coast in Denver and then this bye week that Supercross is having. So going in New Jersey, it's going to get crazy. It's going to be a lot of pressure on Austin. How is he going to handle it? He had the red plate for I believe one race. Last year, he got pressure, he crashed out, got injured. How is he going to do? He handled it very well up until he was up in practice up in Nashville. So, we'll see We'll see how he does. Hopefully, he's, he's healed up. He's healing up this week. I don't know if he's riding or not but this week, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if he shows up. If he does, it'll be crazy. It will be crazy because... Now every point counts. So, and Sexton and, and Cooper, that's that'll be fun too. That'll be fun watching them two battle. Like either one of those motherfuckers could, you know, swap each other's rankings out in the in the points lead. So, and then so you got Austin, or uh, sorry, Adam Cincerello in first in the West Division. And then eight points back is Fernandez. And then you got Colt Nichols in third. Way back. And about 
or, or 20, 27 points back from Fernandez. So it's basically an AC and Dylan Fernandez show. So we'll see how that plays out in Vegas. Um, I believe Adam's going to wrap that shit up. I really do. I think he's consistent as fuck. And it's his time to get a 250 championship, 110%. And I think it's Austin's too. Austin has the speed. He destroys everybody in the in the, in the the East Coast if it's his day, if he's not injured. He destroyed everybody out of the water this year until he crashed out. In the 450s, you got Cooper Webb uh, in first in the points lead. And you got about... 16, 17 points back is Tomac. And then another five points back is Muscan. You got Rocks in fourth with no wins yet, which is insane. Happy for the guy because he's finishing out a season, hopefully. These last two rounds, that's a full season in the last three years. So we'll see how that works out, I guess. Cooper, he's... He's on a charge, but so is Tomac. Look at Tomac. I believe back-to-back wins, right? That's what I'm thinking. Unless CTE is kicking in. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Let's take a look here. Let's, let's not, um... Let's do our little research on the spot. Um... Sorry, they were in Houston. Right? No. Nashville. No, they were in Nashville last couple weeks ago. Yeah, Tomac's on a winning streak. 100%. He's on a winning streak, so let's see uh, let's see what happens there. You know? Tomac being... Tomac. I told you guys he was going to finish out strong towards the end. He took a little too long. He should have definitely started in, like, Daytona. I mean, he did start in Daytona. But he kind of fell back again. You know, he should have started a little bit, maybe even a little bit before Daytona. But Cooper Webb's just been so good. It's hard to even, it's almost like, how is it, what do you have to do, right? But he's on a roll still. So, yeah, I mean, you got Tomac. Very, very, very possible, you know, if Cooper Webb makes a huge mistake these next two rounds. Tomac could win the Supercross Championship. Do I think he's going to? No. Do I love him to? Yes. Do I think he's going to defend his outdoors title and it's going to be crazy? 100%. Because it seems like every year he starts slow or he he messes up really bad in the beginning of the Supercross season. And then he's like, oh, fuck, got to ramp it up towards the end. And then ramps it up towards the end, is on a roll and get that confidence going towards the end of Supercross season, and then heads into outdoors with only, like, what? Like a three-week break, max? And then just carries that confidence throughout the whole outdoor season. And it's been like that for the past two years, so. He's an outdoors guy. I'm not going to count on him to win a Supercross title. He was obviously super close, close last year, but this year he's even further. I don't know how... I mean, he doesn't have any excuses. He wasn't injured or anything. He just fucked up in the beginning of the season. So, stay consistent, Tomac. Really happy that he won Denver, though. Like, if he didn't win, 
no one would have won. Like, no one would have came out, out of that better than Tomac did. So, happy for the guy. Can't wait for Supercross to come up again, because I miss it. And uh, New Jersey should be fun. You, you remember New Jersey last year, Muskan took out Tomac. We'll see if Tomac... I would love it if Tomac just fucking took out Muskan. I would love that shit. I like Muskan. I love his wife. Every guy needs a needs a girl like his wife. I forgot his wife's name. I'm not gonna lie. But um, yeah. But I would love it if he gave it back to Muskan. I would love that shit. We'll see how it plays out. East Coast Division, I think, is way more exciting, obviously, now than both West Series and 450 Series. So I'm excited about that. 100%. So, what do we got next? We got MMA. Some mixed martial artists. Some motherfucking cage fights. That motherfucking cock fighting. Dun, dun, dun. Some shit went down this past weekend and the weekend before. Weekend before is a little bit more exciting because it's just more high-profile high fights. So, I'll cover the... Um, the title fights that we had a couple weeks ago, even though I'm really late on it. So we got Kelvin and Stylebender fighting for the middleweight championship, middleweight title. We got Dustin Poirier versus Max Holloway fighting for the 155 title, the lightweight title. Coming into the Kelvin Stylebender fight, I didn't really have any emotions. Uh, I would like I would I liked Stylebender in that fight more just because he's like he has this hype around him and it, he's just more flashy he's more exciting to watch even though he uh, Kelvin knocked out Michael Bisbing and he, he was on a roll too but I was like Stylebender's the new kid he's coming in to you know wreck his train into this town in the town meaning the middleweight division so. Coming into that fight, didn't really care, but obviously I should have because what the fuck happened? I don't know what happened. Then my gods were like, boom, 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 bitch. Here you go. Here's one of the greatest fights ever. Did I watch the whole thing? Negative. I didn't even watch any of it, actually. I just know what happened. Now, would I have liked to? 100%. Definitely would have, but I, I did this, the Supercross podcast with Tay and and Chase, so gotta pick and choose. Would it have been more fun doing an MMA one? Probably. I I didn't think it was gonna be this fun. I didn't think they were gonna have two crazy title fights. I did not think that was gonna happen. I didn't like the undercard. I didn't even like most of the main card. So I wasn't gonna spend sixty dollars that I shouldn't spend. But anyways, Dalbender won a decision over Kelvin. And won the interim title. Craziest fight ever, I guess. But, yeah. So I'm happy about that. Happy that Salabender won. Then you got Dustin Poirier versus Max Holloway. Another crazy five-round war. Insane. Don't know how to describe it because I didn't watch it. But, happy for Dustin. Dustin won a decision over Max and what sucks about 
Max is that kind of the same same thing with TJ, right? Like, even though TJ shouldn't be at 125, and I don't like Max at 145 because he drain he kills himself getting down to 145. So different but the same. TJ tried it, failed. Max tried it, failed. Same. Different. Max went up. TJ went down. So with Max, what do you do now? Because I guarantee you he does not want to go back to 145. He's like, dude, it was nice eating fucking pineapple pizza or whatever the fuck he eats. Like, you know, whatever he wanted to eat for the most part. I guarantee you he was super happy. He was super flowy. He loved it going to 155. But he lost. I mean, he could still go 100%. But he has a championship. He has a belt to defend at 145. So it's like, what do you have Max do? I don't know. I have no idea. If I was Max, I would probably stay at 155. But I don't know. I mean, do you want to make a bunch of records at 145 defending your belt? I don't know. It's a sticky situation for Max. It sucks. But um happy for Dustin. I wanted Dustin to win coming out of that fight. I'm a fan. Uh uh the weigh-ins, I noticed that they, you know, did the face-off and then Max backed up first. That's when I thought, oh fuck. I think Dustin has this because I don't believe in that shit most of the time. But when you have two dogs that you know are going to stand, no one's going to take a takedown in this fight. Like, and you, and you know, it's going to, they both know it's, it was going to be a war. It was going to be a striking match. 100%. So coming into the weigh-ins or no, coming out of the weigh-ins, I was like, dude, I texted my buddy Skylar yeah, I was like, dude, uh, I think Dustin has this because Max backed up first and Dustin was just ready to go right there. I guarantee you if, if it went down, Dustin, you know, would have came out of that first, you know? He would have came out of it, the guy whooping someone's ass. That's what I believe, the way in. So, I usually don't believe in that stuff, but... When you're fucking looking at the eyes and the other eyes and the motherfucking and the flex and the looking good and you're trying to have all that pressure and then you back up, you fucked. I don't care who you are. Have I been in that situation? No. But I know the sport enough to know that, hey, you have to have boss man, Mr. Dana White, Mr. Egghead, Mr. Baldy Bald, separate you two. And you don't, you just don't back up by yourself. That's what I knew. So coming in out of you know out of the way in and then coming into the fight, I was like, Dustin most likely has this. I didn't really have. I knew it was going to be a, a great fight. It was a war. And then Dustin came out of it, so it's it's great for him. Two Louisiana lose two Louisiana animals coming out having titles. With Daniel Cormier and Dustin Poirier. So that's fun. That's great. 
I'm excited for him and um, Khabib. Do I know what's going to happen with Khabib and Dustin? Uh, I don't know Dustin enough. I don't know his wrestling background. I don't know how good of defense he has, but I know that no one is going to keep Khabib off of them 100% of the fight. Now, do I think he can defend takedowns? Most likely. Do I think he can pop the shit out of Khabib? Probably. Do I think Khabib could pop the shit out of Dustin? Because we saw that with McGregor. 100%. Do I... I, I think Dustin has, if I'm if I'm correct, Dustin has better takedown defense than McGregor. So I, so I think that Dustin won't be too scared and two hands low with Khabib. I think he'll be more ready. So it'll be a great fight, 100%. And then you got Dustin's Dars choke that could... You never know. Fucking Khabib could take him down. Dustin could sweep him and get a Darce choke. That would be insane. That's Dustin's move right there. So that would be sick. That would be insane. But I'm excited about it. Um, that's all I really got. I'm excited for that fight. We got UFC Fight Night 151. Um... Featuring Al Iaquinta versus Donald Cowboy motherfucking Cerrone. And then co-main event, Derek Brunson versus Elias Theodoro. And then Cub Swanson versus Shane Burgos. Excited to see Cub back. Cub is always fucking fun. Derek Brunson versus Elias. That'll be fun. Great fight. Obviously, I'm pulling for my boy, Donald. (sighs) Pulling for Cowboy. My man, I never, I will never in my life count him out. Al, tough motherfucker. We saw that with Khabib. I'm really excited about this fight because they're both dogs. They will just get after it. They won't fucking quit until someone is knocked out. So, we'll see what happens. Do I see... I see Donald striking with Al, but I see Al shooting... And I see Donald going for a triangle or something and tapping Al out. Do I want it to go that way? Not really. I kind of want Donald to destroy Al so he can go and fight McGregor or something. Like I don't know what the plan is for Connor. I don't know if he's trying to get a Tony fight or what. I don't know what the fuck Connor's trying to do. I don't even know if Connor knows what he's trying to do right now. But, um, yeah. I want Don to destroy Al. I love Al. Al is like a good, like, he's like a people's champ, kind of like Cowboy. You know, getting so close but can't really cap on it. I like Al. I don't have any Ill ill will towards Al. But if Donald can destroy Al, or at least make it a crazy fun fight, like a five-round war and get out of there and fight for, with Connor, that'd be amazing. I want I wanted Donald to get that Connor fight so bad, more than anything. I think he he um he deserves it and he just needs to get that big money paycheck before he gets out of there. I really do. He loves that money, so 
And then you got UFC 237 after that. Rose and Jessica Andrade. Andrade probably not going to get that out, out of their safe. Um, yeah. Uh, I see Rose winning that fight 100%. And then you got UFC 152 on ESPN. You got main event RDA versus Kevin Lee. That's basically two lightweights that were sick of cutting weight and then went to 170. They're light. It's a lightweight fight, but they're just bigger. It's really what that what that is. I mean, RDA has been successful, extremely successful at welterweight. We'll see how Kevin Lee does. I think. Uh, I don't know how that fight goes. That's going to be a barn burner for sure. I think Kevin Lee gets him down somehow and probably chokes out RDA. Maybe we'll see. Then you got Kevin or uh, Neil Magny and Vincent Luqui for that co-main event, and then Antonio Carlos Jr. versus Ian Hinchich. Um, I got Neil Magny for that co-main event, and then I got. Uh, I'll take Ian, just because I don't know either of them. Oh, do, 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 do. Let's skip to... Fuck it. Let's just not get all the way... We're all the way in June. I can cover this shit later, right? I don't really got much for you guys, except if you listened all the way here, if you guys been listening for the past, like, maybe 10 episodes, if not... Who gives a shit? If you listen to all this whole episode, like, I appreciate it more than anything. You have no idea. Um, the base is growing. The pod is growing. Cup. Cowboy Up Podcast. <sighs> I appreciate you guys a lot, you cowboys and cowgirls, the cowboy crew. I really do appreciate it. And um, I try to, I'm trying to get the these shorter podcasts done more often. We got this is the second time being at the new house, so hopefully it's not too echoey. Audio's doing good this time. Everything's all good. New things to come in the life of Andrew. New life of Cowboy. Um, new moto life. Hopefully this summer we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm excited about this summer. I'm trying to get 48 podcasts done this year. So if you guys keep listening, it'll keep me motivated to keep doing it. Let me know how you like the podcast. Let me know if it's awesome. If it sucked, you could tell me, you know, hey, the Supercross one sucked because the audio, you suck dick. Stop doing podcasts. I won't stop doing podcasts, but I'll definitely work on it. I need a damn producer. Once I start getting that bankrolls for the podcast, I will definitely um, get a producer one day. But from now on, I got to figure out on my on myself. Because um, I don't got money for someone to run my podcast, uh, technically. <laughs> I got to figure out by myself. So I appreciate you guys so much. You have no idea. So thank you guys. And I will see you next time. Bye, freak bitches.